This is Brother Nelson with, with Praise Jesus Christ Ministries. Um, we're here right now with a, a series that we did. We started a couple months ago. It's called Jesus is the Answer. We're sharing salvation testimonies of the saints of God. We have a special guest today, Brother Greg. You've seen him on a, a past video we did a collaboration on, and I'm very excited to have him share what the Lord has done in his life. So uh, I open the floor to you right now, brother. Tell everybody, briefly, if you will, how did you get saved? Man, well, first of all, brother, I'm just grateful that you invited me on, and I want to get right to it and tackle this question, how did I become saved? I'm going to try to give you the Reader's Digest version. But the long and short of it is that God intervened in a mighty way in my life. You know, in short, I did grow up in the church. My mom brought me there uh, probably up until about the age of 12 years old. Uh, even though she brought me to church, my mom and my dad didn't really live a Christian lifestyle. And so okay. once I got to be about 13 or so, church didn't interest me anymore. And my parents weren't rooted enough to force me to go. So I lived like a heathen from like 12 to age 28 28, I went to Vegas, some crazy things happened, and from that moment on, December of 2012, I became born again. Amen. What what was it? Was it the partying lifestyle in Vegas? Because that's what they're known for. Yeah, so just in general, man, I was that party type. You know, I was always kind of reserved how I am now, but just my mindset and my thought process I wasn't really in the streets or anything like that, but as far as like the partying and the women and the drinking, uh, yeah. teeny bit of the drugs, you know, I got involved in those type of things. And so we were in Vegas for a friend's birthday and, um, you know, I, I had some weed, you know what I mean? It wasn't my first time having weed, but I yeah. ended up having a supernatural experience and an encounter with God. He told me to go back to church. Audibly or was it like conviction? Man, I don't exactly want to say audibly, right? But it was a very blatant go back to church. So I was, Amen. I was kind of tripping out a little bit. You know what I mean? And the Lord kind of put this impression on me, go back to church. And so we're in Vegas. We're on like the last two days of our trip, Saturday and Sunday. And the last thing my friends want to do on our last day there is go to church because none of them yeah. were saved. None of them are saved now. But I was like, God told us to go back to church. We didn't go then. But, uh yeah, so not exactly audibly, but it almost might as well, might as well have been audibly. Amen. When you know, you know. I, I guess my question is, so I'm assuming you left from this wild escapade, you know. Um, you get back to your hometown, your home city. How did you decide what church to go to? Did you go back to the one from your childhood? I did. did you... Really? Wow. Okay. I did. So once we got back to D.C., I would have made up my mind I was going back to church, but I never got around to it. That had happened. The Vegas thing was October of 2012. December 22nd of 2012, uh Excuse me. Basically, the same thing happened. Right. Same situation happened. And this time I was like, I definitely got to go back after all of that went down. And I went back to the church I grew up in, which was a Baptist church in my neighborhood. Uh, that's the only one I knew, honestly. So that's the one I went back to. Amen. 
what was that like walking in those doors? Were you received or, or were they like, we ain't seen you in a long time, but did the staff change? Yo, it was, it was kind of surreal because I love my mom, but I'm not one of these people that has like a super close relationship with my mom, like a super emotional relationship. But I, I actually asked her to go back to church with me on that first day. And it's wow. kind of wild that you're asking me this because I, I'm like, I'm thinking back to it. And I was actually fighting back tears, uh, walking back into that church. It was a surreal experience. Like I, I think I did cry to be honest with you. Like it, because I had went through a lot, um, spiritually at that time, I literally had became born again. Like I saw the light, as they say, I used to think that was an expression, but that was something that actually happened to me. Amen. Amen. It reminds me of the scripture, you know, of when someone is, I'm not saying it verbatim, but paraphrasing here, when someone's raising away the Lord, they get older, they don't, they won't depart from it. Um, I think your story is very important. It's a simple story, but it's not so simple because we live in a fallen world that rejects Christ and, and his ways. And, you know, you came back like a prodigal son. Amen. Um, Amen. Since you started coming back to the church to where you are today, because I see you do, uh, you have teaching videos, you have Christian content online. Uh, you're one of many people out there and it's a blessing for, to have people out there to encourage and build others up in the faith. Uh, how did you get to where you are now? Was that, did you, did you directly go into doing that? Like, what was that transition like? Man, so I'm going to make this quick, but basically I had lived anywhere between an atheist and an agnostic during that time period I mentioned from like age 13 to 28. God didn't make sense to me, and I was like, well, you know, why is the world this way? All the typical atheistic type questions or just I can't figure it out, so I'm going to leave it alone, agnostic type questions that I had. And so when I learned that the word of God was true. Jesus is real. Everything in the Bible is true. And then I looked at the world. I was like, man, everybody needs to understand this because this is a matter of heaven and hell. God is real. Like this stuff in the Bible is legit. And so it's almost as though the Lord put a, a holy burden on me to just literally want to tell everybody I knew I'm, I was one of them Christians on the Facebook every day. I'm posting the scripture. Or I'm saying something to upset somebody or ruffle some feathers. Right. And you know, what I'll say really quickly also is that, um, my friends and I were going to start a YouTube channel before I got saved. We were going to start doing comedy sketches and so I bought a camera. It was a Canon T3i camera way back in 2011, 2012. I bought this camera and I thought we were going to be using it for skits. Lo and behold, the Lord saved me. And I, you know, YouTube was a thing back then. I kind of got on it, I guess, relatively early and yeah. started making YouTube videos. Amen. Amen. It's, uh, it's interesting. I had, uh, a similar experience in that when I got prior to being saved, I was, I started making YouTube content myself. I, oh, I always find it interesting to hear believers who went through that 
because I know for me myself, when I got saved, I had to delete a lot of unsaved content on my social media. What was that like for you? Transition, transitioning from this comedy skit goal idea for a channel. You had probably a whole different agenda in your mind into using social media as a platform to spread Christian doctrine and just, you know, man, what was that like? I'll tell you what, I just kind of went in at it full steam, but what actually happened was, uh, what happens is when you go on Facebook and you see your memories, I start to look at all the memories and the things that I used to post before I was saved and the transition is like night and day. Mm. So for me, it wasn't that hard to do the transition because I was like so on fire. But when I look back over it, I just see how, how different things were, you know, it's almost like from that exact date, the things that I posted were, were polar opposites. Amen. Do you have any advice? For someone right now, this week, this weekend coming, this month, they're making their trip to Vegas. They're about to go turn up. It's, it's going to be lit, as the youth say. They're going to wild out. They're going to party. They're going to do what their, what their idea of a good time. What do you have to say to them if they have ears to hear? What I would say to them is harden not your heart. When you hear the Lord tugging on your heartstrings because Jesus is the only way, you know, this really is a matter of heaven and hell. And, you know, you don't want to really like try to scare somebody into the faith. But the word of God says some we save with compassion and some we save with fear. Right. And so I was one of those hard headed people that wanted to do my thing. But looking back on it, God was leaving these little teeny breadcrumbs leading up to that salvation experience. You know what I mean? For just one example, I would walk home from the train station as I always do. And there was an older lady that sit, used to sit on the porch. I would wave to her. Sometimes I would stop and speak with her. But this time, and this was before my salvation experience, this time I saw an older man washing a car. It was a red car. And, you know, he was just kind of minding his business. And I was walking down the street. And he said, basically, um, young man, do you believe in God or are you a believer in Jesus Christ? Something like that he said to me. And at the time I said, uh, not really. That's not really my thing. You know, I respect my elders. So I wasn't rude. And, and, and that never upset me, right? Like hearing about Christ. I wasn't one of those angry atheists, but I never saw that man again after that moment. And in hindsight, I realized that that was because that was really close to that salvation experience. I realized that the Lord was almost um, uh, preparing me for that moment. You know, he was preparing me. And so someone listening to this right now, the Lord might be preparing your heart. And we have to answer that call. Amen. Amen. What is what is your advice out there to the people who are Christians using YouTube, uh, be it for good or bad, be it in their flesh or led of the spirit? Do you have anything to say to that demographic out there? Wow, man, I've been on YouTube for a little while now. What I would say is do whatever it is that the Lord asks you to do. There's moments on YouTube where 
things will seem like they're going well and things will seem like they're not going well. But as believers, our success is not rooted in outcomes. Our success is rooted in obedience. I'm pretty sure it was one of those prophets that the Lord said to maybe Isaiah. I can't remember. He said, you know, maybe he asked him, how long do you want me to preach? He said, preach until their ears become fat, you know, preach until they don't want to hear you anymore. And yeah. so God wasn't saying, you know, preach until everybody gets saved or until you get 10,000, 50,000 subscribers and everybody likes you. He's just saying, do what I ask you to do. So that's the way I approach things, good or bad. I just try as best as I can, or at least, you know, I try to do what the Lord asked me to do. Amen. Amen. That's all we can do. Make sure we're hearing correctly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we let you go, uh, we appreciate here, uh, your testimony as it belongs to Jesus. Um, to everyone out there, your story is important. You are valuable too. You're somebody. You matter. Amen. Um, we appreciate your prayers for brother Greg. We appreciate the, the, your prayers for both of our ministries. And, uh, Greg, if you don't mind, I would love for you to pray over the listeners, over the viewers who, uh, is open to receiving prayer right now and, and agreeing with you ultimately with the will of God for whatever he wants them to do. Amen. Amen. I don't mind at all, brother. And I will do that. I just want to say one thing really quickly before we pray with regard to my, my salvation experience. A lot of times when I tell this story, there's very tangible events that happen. I can tell you this date and, you know, I kind of had like this uncommon supernatural experience, but I don't see my testimony solely in that way. I see it now looking back on it in that Overall, I was just a very broken individual who was living life aimlessly, nomadically. Sure, I was successful as far as the world is concerned for my age at that time. But it's it's so much more than just the things that happen. It's the fact that God is love. He came into my life and I began to serve Jesus from that point forward. So I just want to say like, as, as much as it just seemed like, oh, this happened, that happened, that happened. What it really was, was there was deep healing that I needed. And even now, a lot of healing I'm, I'm going through and stuff like that, deep healing that I needed, um, that Christ was able to do in my life. So okay. I'll go ahead and pray now. All right. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, Lord, for what you have done. Lord, you do all things well. And God, I just thank you, Lord, for Brother Nelson and this ministry. Praise Jesus Christ Ministries. And God, right now, we just want to lift up to you anyone who might be hearing and listening to this broadcast right now. Lord, we just pray that whatever it is that you want to do in their lives, God, that you would give them ears to hear, that they will be able to perceive what it is that you're doing and that, that they will be able to learn who you are. The Bible says that God is love. So often in the world, we're in search of love. We're uh, looking in all the wrong places. But the word of God says that God is love. So we thank you, Lord Jesus, just for the sacrifice that you made, because there is no greater love than a man to lay down his life for a friend. So I thank you, God, that we can call you Lord. We can call you Savior and we can call you friend. 
So I just pray, oh God, for anyone who's lost out there, anyone who's backslidden, anyone who's prodigal, God, anyone who just wants to to learn more, to understand you, anyone who wants a heart to to make it into heaven, anyone who sees through the troubles and the the fakeness of this world, oh God. I just pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, oh God, that you will begin to move on their hearts, that you would give them a heart of flesh and take away their stony heart, and that you would begin to heal them and to move in their lives as only you can. Lord, we're just so grateful. Um, that you've loved us enough uh, to send your son to die for us and rise again. So, Lord, we just pray, oh, God, that you would just um, have your way in our lives, oh, God. Move on that heart and prick the hearts of those who are hearing this message. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Touch and agree. We appreciate it again, brother. And uh, to everyone out there who is a Christian, this, this is not about comparing our testimonies to other people your story is unique to you but it needs to be told whether it's on social media you go tell people in person share what jesus has done for you share how good he is he's a good god not just the the stories of you getting saved but the everyday things he does something for you every day amen 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 shalom everybody have a great day Amen. Amen.